hail our fair river. Fail. Register. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name, fuck, that's not the name of it. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Riverdale Register? What? That's insane, Caitlin. Why would it ever be called what it that? Is, it would never be called that. That's so dumb. Okay, guys, I'm going to do it again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rivervale Register. My name is Caitlin. That is hard My to say. My name is John. Hey, we're yeah. back in the bunker, too. Tell them why, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah, so I am I am very sorry about this, but I'm going on a trip next week, and I am, like, absurdly paranoid because I have to test. They require vaccinations, but they also make you test, I believe, twice at least, but also because I'm hopping between islands probably at least another time after that. But I have to test negative before I go, once I land, and then any time in between, I, if I, like, take a ferry to another island, I think. So I'm so terrified that, like, not that John is infected. God forbid. Probably is fine. I get tested fine. weekly. Come on. I got to keep yeah. Mark Harmon and Gary Cole safe. Exactly. That's so sweet of you. That's so nice. But so we are back in the bunker. Hopefully our audio quality is as exciting as it always is. Um, but we're just excited that I can go on vacation. Right, and John? for anyone wondering how we're going to do our episode while you're on vacation, well, with Sabrina coming in, there's gonna we're going to have to have our own special guest star to take your place next week. I'm honestly pretty excited about that because that means I get to actually listen to our podcast. <laughs> so, and, and I have seen the episode and it's perfect. So I loved it so much, actually. So it's very exciting. I, I got an, I got an early an early glimpse but oh my god. It's kind of good. <laughs> no, no, we get it. You're well, real you, special. You're... I'm really not. I wish I was, but I'm not. It's funny, though, because it's like usually I would hold off on watching. Well, I can't because I also write about it for work. But I I would sometimes try to, like, delay as much as possible to watch the episode so I didn't, like, fuck up the recording. Mm -hmm. But with Rivervale, it's because everything seems so separate. I'm like, that's eh, fine. So... Yeah, it is funny how, like, Betty will sacrifice her boyfriend's soul one week, and then two weeks later be, be like, what, he, is absolute evil exist in this world? <laughs> right, right, I don't know, I can't possibly think of a bad thing that I did recently. <laughs> Amazing. I thought this episode was fun, I liked it, I was into it. I yeah, it was, it was, was alright. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's a, as that's far a as I, I, uh, I had actually uh, thrown up a poll after the episode aired on our on our on our Instagram for uh, who are your devils? Like who are your top devils in the media? And only like three people gave huh. me gave me some responses that weren't just other Riverdale characters. But like for you, who are some of your like top devils who who you've loved? You mean like, oh, I thought you meant like people who I thought were devils. No, 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 like no, no. Bad like, people. like portrayals of the devil. Um, the devil. You know, that's hard because I feel like I actually don't have too many things where the devil, oh, um, oh, I kind of like the South Park devil. It's funny because I don't like South Park that much, <laughs> the, but I the think South that Park he's devil delightful. Is like the really big one, <laughs> like tiny little yeah, legs. And he's, and he's like kind of like nice. He's in a I relationship like with Saddam Hussein in hell, I believe, that devil. Yeah, you, yeah, that could be controversial, I suppose. But 
so he, he's just i remember thinking that was really funny but i was also a child when i saw that so maybe it's not funny i don't know i think people like south park i i don't really love south park but i can in, appreciate it on occasion i can't Man. think of anything else so that's south like park a good is couple. like south park is like the perfect show for kids of a very certain age yes perfect is a is a specific uh word though i will say i don't know if perfect is how i describe <laughs> it but it's definitely a show for kids of a certain age i definitely. would say uh, I... some of my top devils are tom ellis's lucifer obviously from the tv right. show lucifer love that and uh ray wise as the devil in reaper was one of my favorites as well yeah he kind of no offense to ray wise i don't mean this in any mean way but he kind of looks like a devil like <laughs> yeah, he's got i don't a... He's I, got a satanic look to him. If you, if you were casting the devil, yeah. those eyebrows are perfect. Kind of like Jack Nicholson eyes. Yeah. Another one, actually, nobody uh, watched the show Jack Nicholson is one, but... right? Jack Nicholson from um, uh, The oh. Witches of Eastwick? Yes, I He's think he like is the devil. just like the most yes. disgusting man in the world. <laughs> I, I, uh, he has kind of a similar look to Ray Wise now that I think mm-hmm. about it. Who else is a devil? I feel like there's a lot of demons, but there's not a lot of, like, this is the devil. You know mm. what I mean? Like, Yeah, Lucifer. not everyone wants to go to the top of the food chain right away. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, like, the Conjuring movies always talked about, like, it's like the devil was, the, like, not as prevalent as his little, like, minion folk. Yeah, usually pretty straight-faced horror wants to keep their devil, like, an unknowable super evil that all their evil serves in one form or another. And in Riverdale, he's just a British man. He's just a guy. So... <laughs> I, just I looked at this actor, and he's not even, like, known for many other things. He's just he's just a guy with a British accent. Well, it's kind of funny. Like, you would think that they would do, like, some stunt casting, especially since they're, like, losing a couple of, like, recurring characters that you'd think, yeah. oh, we'll do, like, we'll get, we'll get a big one this time. Or but that wasn't I, what happened. But that's I mean, okay. I figured... With, uh, uh, I assumed, because of the Sabrina crossover coming, that this guy was the same devil from Sabrina. And then when I looked it up, he was not, in fact, the same Lucifer from Sabrina. And I was, I was shocked and surprised. (laughs) Because I just assumed we would have some consistency there. I wonder if that guy got stuck in a in a in traffic visa problem in traffic. <laughs> he was supposed to do the whole thing, but he got stuck in traffic every time he was supposed to show up on set. I will say super annoying. something funny. Uh, Jacob, a uh, friend of the show, uh, sent us sent me a link to there was an old uh, free comic book day Riverdale comic that actually established oh. that Pop had met and made a deal with the devil earlier. I don't think it's necessarily oh. <laughs> the same deal that they refer to in this. Uh, all I really remember, remember from like the panel it shows is that the devil showed up as like a black man in this in this time, and like his reflection had horns. Ooh, creepy. Mm. I have a really quick question that I feel like is going to uh, kind of cloud the rest of the episode. What does it mean to sell your soul to the devil? Because <laughs> everyone's doing it, but what does it mean? It and it happens differently for different people where it, it like, seems like that... in, in in this it means he just burns you up and you go straight to hell at whatever time he wants and he doesn't even have to give you anything on the other side i think about nick st right. Clair 
saying, yeah, I'll sell my soul to the devil to be with you, Veronica. And Veronica and the devil are like, great, you don't get to be with me, but we get your soul. And then he's off to hell. Yeah, so it's just, like, why would you ever but agree then, to but that? But then Kevin Kevin gets a full deal with the devil. Yeah, yeah, Kevin, Kevin's, is the choice, yeah. I, I do have one question for you from the audience, by the way. It was basically just, what do you think of Veronica's choices and her storyline in this episode? So I, 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 I named her storyline in this episode, Veronica is not the hero. It's just really, yeah, that I one's agree. a but- a lot of really fascinating choices happen in this one, but it is interesting that Veronica is like, no, I'm not going to sell Alice's soul to the devil. I'm better than this. I'm going to give him a soul a week for the rest of my natural-born life at the casino. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, Veronica. Cool. And okay. now Alice not the hates hero. <laughs> right. Right. I was super weird to Alice, and now I don't think we're going to be friends. But I solved my yeah, devil I'm, problem. I'm into it. She made it worse in a lot of ways, but that's Veronica. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, and she's like, "Thank God I won in the end." But then she seems very uh, unapologetic and like full-on evil at the end, like the evil Veronica I've always wanted. Yeah, I don't know if that will I'm mean anything curious. next week, though. It won't. It probably won't. <laughs> well, you'll see. You'll see. Yeah. Should we wait? Should we get started? Who is it? This writer, episode, director. Uh, yeah, this episode was written by Greg Murray, who wrote last season's premiere and finale. Cool, very cool. Yeah, and it was directed by Jeff Wolno, who has directed a couple episodes of The Expanse, but this is his second Ooh. episode of Riverdale. He did one called uh, Chapter 37, Fortune and Men's Eyes. I don't really remember this one. So here's, here's the description. That was the name of the episode. <laughs> I don't remember the name of the episode. I don't remember an episode. So, so this is okay. a chapter sure. 37 that puts it early in season three. Let me give you the episode description. After a gruesome discovery is made in the forest, Jughead and Betty team up to investigate. Archie navigates his new surroundings. So I guess that's maybe the season three. Is that the cult one? Uh, I think Archie is probably in juvie. Hmm. Yeah. And the gruesome discovery is probably, like, the first Gargoyle King sacrifice back when the Gargoyle King was, like, cool and scary and not, oh, kids are on drugs playing D&D. Right, right. As, you know, if you give kids drugs and D&D, it just... bad combo. They never come back from that. No. Yeah, that was a weird, that was a weird plot line. No, it was, it was, it wasn't just drugs. It was Pop Rocks drugs. Right, right. Man, drugs would be more appealing if that's what if that's how you ate them. You know? <laughs> like, right now, drugs have no benefit. <laughs> right now, I can't imagine why anyone would enjoy a drug, except if it's like candy. If it's mm-hmm. like candy, then of course. Uh, obviously. Well, that's something yeah, the show does, amazing. too. It just, ever since season two, all drugs have been associated with candy in some way. It's gone from pixie sticks to pop rocks. We kind of stopped doing drugs after season three. They were like, no one takes the drugs seriously. <laughs> they're, they're, they're growing <laughs> no up. They don't do drugs anymore. No one's taking our pop rock drugs seriously. At least it's not heroin, you know? Here are one, two. I have five plot lines for this episode. Some are very short, though. So we have... Let's... Oh, let me name them first. All right. So we have uh, Veronica is not the hero. We have the soul of Rivervale. We have leave the trash bag on interview with the devil 
and Kevin just loves bad choices. Let's do the Tabitha Tate plot line with because I thought that was silly. Okay. First, let's do it. The soul of Rivervale. So, uh, Pomp lets a homeless man eat for free. The kind of thing he does. Uh, and then the lights flicker. A uh, man in a suit appears outside the window, shows a demon face, and then Pop, Pop collapses to the floor. Poor Pop. Poor Pop. Also, who is this man that came for soup? No the, idea. The homeless man? Yeah. I, I don't know. It would have been fun if they like used that guy who appeared and died last season, but it's some it's some new poor No, John, he soul. died in the fire. He well, showed up, Riverdale, died in the fire. But in Rivervale, anything is possible. That's true. I kind of do wish that they did like pull stuff like that. Sure. Like this if Darla Dickinson was dead. Your chance to bring back any cast members who you killed off who you liked. And your chance to take characters who were played by actors you liked, but the characters were unliked and give them likable characters. You know, a nice Nick St. Clair or, or Chick, if you will. Yeah, where is Chick ever? Did you know that, like, Chick, the heart dentin, took, like, KJ Abba's, like, paternity photos or whatever it was? Like, Who the is photos this guy? of Nick and the baby. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves him. It's too bad his character is, like, insufferable. Well, not, Everyone's not, obsessed. Not when he's in combination with Evil Charles. Put them both together and just set them oh. free. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful I don't know why character. I love that I so much mind. more. And the long hair. I know, because it's adorable. It all solved a lot of my problems. It did. It really did. And Hart apparently is lovely, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this okay, could so have been Pop the universe the where, like, Betty comes home and they're just both there as, like, beautiful gay husbands. You're like, we made dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's actually, like, totally chill. Yeah. It's, like, the next to normal scenario, but it's real. Right. Right. That's all I want. Much better. Yeah. So, uh, this guy visits Tabitha and Pop in the hospital while Pop's unconscious and introduces him as Mr. Lou Cipher. Get it. Just Lou. He asks people to call him Lou. Uh, oh, we never asked. Uh, is the title from anything? So it's not, actually. That's why I didn't say anything. I, I checked, and I was so convinced that it was, but no. It's yeah. just Riverdale. I mean, it just feels like something that shouldn't be made up by this show. It feels like something that, like, that sounds like a title of a thriller. Where, like, yeah, this not. guy could be like, I'm <laughs> Lou Cipher, but I'm just a rich man, and I want you and your wife to do something bad. Yeah, well, yeah, that sounds like a good idea for a movie. Let's make that. That sounds great. Yeah, but no, it's nothing. So that's just his name. It's just a pun. It's just, it's just a play on words. <laughs> He's really uh, um, blatant in this. He'll go up to any character and be like, and much like Lucifer and Lucifer, be like, yeah, I'm the devil, but, like, I'm... I'm I'm Lou, I'm Lucifer, but I am the devil. And most people seem to just be aware of this fact. Yeah, everybody really believes him instantly. There's, like, no question of it. I don't know if he's, like, a figure. Like, is he a public figure already? I don't know. Again, and they're just lucky this that is the he's universe here? where people all got on board with murdering and sacrificing Archie to a pagan god. So, Right, right. Ugh, our poor sexy lamp. He's still not bad. I miss him. Wow, I could have used him in this I episode. Too. Here's okay. Here's yeah, my big. Too. Here's my big problem with this episode. The devil in this is pretty, pretty straightforward. Very hammy. He's doing. He's big, but he's not subverting any of the the presumed devil types. He he loves collecting souls yeah. and torturing people, and all of the characters he talks to are very innocent and get 
bowled over by him and his charm, right? He kind of wins every situation he walks into this episode. There are two characters in Riverdale who I would be really excited to see face off against this type of devil, and neither of them are in this episode. Is it Archie? No, it's not Archie. Is it... Who is it? Uh, The first, I would say, is Hiram. I think that would have been really entertaining to get an evil businessman in the room with the devil trying to negotiate a deal of some kind. I think if Veronica had called in Hiram to kind of solve her problem, I would have been really entertained by that. I think I would have screamed. I'd be like, why are you here? <laughs> you said that you wouldn't come or back. she had sold Hiram's soul understand. to the devil and gotten rid of him that way, too. But, like, I just feel like that yeah, would have that been does. someone who could have challenged this devil. And the other one is obviously Cheryl. I would love to oh. see this devil get completely bamboozled by Cheryl. And she's just not in the episode. I was going to say, I was like, wait, what does Cheryl do in this episode? Nothing, because she's not she's in it. She's just not in it. Yeah. It's a very Cheryl-heavy episode next week. So That's maybe probably it's like why. they're staggering. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they, yeah. they... They're probably... They're not doing, like, block shooting, are they? They're doing, like, one episode at a time, I got to assume. I think, yeah, because next week, like, everyone is in it mm. also. But Cheryl is heavily in it, mm. so... Yeah, it's a, it's a Cheryl yeah. episode, probably. Yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it a lot. But you... I'll have to hear what you think <laughs> of it next week. So exciting. So Lou Cipher wants Pop's soul because he's the devil. Uh, he also reveals that Pop's real name is Terrence. I think it's the first time we're learning that. No idea. It doesn't really matter. Never. He will only be Pop to us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lou tells us that Grandpop sold his soul to ensure the success of the diner. And then Pop traded his soul for grandpops and now lou wants to trade the diner for giving everyone their soul back sure he tells tabitha to think it over but not too much if you want to save pop so why would you do this it's a diner like it's not just even a, diner, if it's a diner it's the soul of river diner it's the diner it's literally a diner it's, you could open another diner it's the only food like, source for the entire town like, I just need, I need, like, bigger stakes than your diner will be thriving. Without... You won't make any money, apparently, but it'll be a place that continues to operate. Do you think they should, they have to consult with, uh, uh, what's-her-face from Katie Keene before they make this kind of deal because they're franchising? Yeah, she's just not happening. Al- Zandra Cabot is like, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> and- after I let you keep furious. the milkshakes. Oh my god, no. No. I it's such a I mean, I love pops too, but come on, people. Like I would I, you know, I would think it's funny still. if after this episode Xandra Cabot is on a call with them and be like, So explain to me why the new recipe for the milkshakes involves tears from the Virgin Mary at the crucifixion. <laughs> that is definitely more expensive than the real milk they were using. <laughs> they have to import that. That's I know, a whole it's other actually thing. it's a lot. I also thought I was so grossed out by that. I can't explain why. I'm like, that's so gross. It's like it, you guys are just eating that. Like, ugh. I assumed it was holy water, and they made it something way more niche. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very specific thing. Mm-hmm. Ugh. and it's and it's very muddy or not muddy, very murky. 
the water. It creeped me out. I didn't like it. Listen, they didn't have the best gross. health back then, right? So. Uh, yeah, they're milky tears. <laughs> Disgusting. Anyway, guys, we're not there yet. So, but we'll, yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, when Pop wakes up, he tells Tabitha not to sell the diner because it means too much. It's where Jughead eats every meal. It's the soul of Rivervale. The devil will destroy it. And then what, what will people do? Where will they eat? That Chinese food place Archie got taken right, out that, the, the the Italian mobster di- restaurant? I don't know. It's just weird that there's no grocery the store place. in town. That we've seen, anyway, yeah. That I mean, I like imagine job, that there's something. That feels like a job that Kevin would have. Bagger at the grocery store. <laughs> Yikes. No, just because he well. works everywhere. Uh, <laughs> he loves he jobs right, about right, as much as, right. as Archie does. Actually, no, he's in a bad relationship with jobs. <laughs> Yeah, right now I I don't I don't know what happened with Kevin. <laughs> I have thoughts about it. did he go to New York? Kevin has was been he in New York begging, at a separate time, begging for an opportunity to sell his soul this whole time. He's been waiting for it. Yeah, yeah, he really has. Oh, and then that he guy. just got all the things that he could have had. He got he got fangs, which <laughs> he thing, already had. Like the he things he already had. had. Yeah, that's so sad. That's like a depressing thing. Oh yeah, he needs therapy. Yes, 100%. Get Gina Torres back in here, please. She, yeah, she she left town. Let's be honest. She got the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. I got yeah. to, um, I've been catching up on Ted Lasso, and I got to the one where they revealed what the therapist says to her own therapist, and I thought I was very entertained oh, by fun. that. Did you ever see the movie Prime with mm. Meryl Streep and Uma Thurman? No. That's kind of the plot of it. It's good. I liked it. Mm. That's all. That's the whole story. <laughs> so Tabitha feeds the same poor man for nothing. And then a uh, kind bald man with a scru- extremely smooth skin <laughs> makes the sound of a choir of angels and introduces himself as Raphael. Because he's an angel. Yeah, he's, he's, he is clearly an angel. And also played extremely straight. Just like, yep, we're just really friendly <laughs> magic guys. Who tell you that your uh, place of work is going to be a central location for an upcoming battle between good and evil. Here, have a vial of water. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It is, it's just like, it's funny to do a story like this, where like usually running into the angel or the devil, especially uh, this time of the year, I'm thinking of like Christmas movies where it's all like twinkly music and like a wing and they're like, are they magic? And in this show, it's just like, hi, I am an angel. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Right, exactly. There's no, like, wink, wink. Yeah, there's no mystery. The, the devil even got, like, the devil got the cutesy name, and then he's like, but I am the devil. That is why my name is what it <laughs> right, is. Right, right. My so, name is Lou Cipher. In case you can't put that together, it means, I am the devil. Then a giant, like, exorcist <laughs> demon face that just pops up in every scene. His, uh, his card says Not Lou subtle. Cipher, and then parentheses under it, Lucifer. It's, it, it's Dr. It Acula from Scrubs. And we take the period out and push it together. It's just Dracula. Wait, that's so funny. I've never watched Scrubs. That's cute. <laughs> that's a cute thing. I, I love you'd that. I you'd get that reference. You'd love Scrubs. JD is much like you. Yeah. He's a dreamer. <laughs> JD is just like you. Yes, Zach Braff, a person I've always wanted to be compared to. You've always to. felt a spiritual connection to Zach Braff. We all know that. Yeah, yeah. Much like Zach Braff, I also adore Florence Pugh, so they're dating. Oh, right, they're I forgot in, they were in dating. They're What's the, never mind, I don't want to know. Yeah, it's okay, it's weird. The age difference, mm, too much. She's younger than us by, like, five years, so, mm, 
not mm. yeah I feel so old saying that actually <laughs> no that's okay like, I'm I having think that I moment with Haley Steinfeld right now it's like oh she's 24 you say 24 oh, no. yes she's 24 <laughs> and has been around forever yeah so it's like the weirdest thing uh. she's been around since I since 2012 Mm-hmm. That's 10 years almost. That's crazy. Lou comes to my pops to sign for the diner. And Tabitha uh, says, you know what? Let's have one last milkshake for the road. And he's like, hell yeah, make it three. <laughs> sure. They, <laughs> they toast to eternal darkness. And to then Tabitha, after they drink, reveals they added tears of the Virgin Mary at the crucifixion. And Lou vomits a lot. And they kick him out and wipe down the doorway with more of the tears, saying the, house, uh, the building is consecrated. They only got, like, one jar. They didn't that. have a lot. Not even a jar. They, they really, got... made, it, they really no. made, it, made it last, though. It's like when you get, like, perfume in, like, the smallest size. You're like, how much, like, how many sprays is that going to be? And mm-hmm. it's never that many sprays. And Tabitha is, never like, that many sprays. really well-informed on the rules. He's like, and because we yeah. drank this, we are protected from any deal we made with you. Now get out of here. Forever. Yeah, they, Despite the fact that this will definitely be peed out eventually. <laughs> they're like, we solved it. We kicked the devil out of town where he won't hurt anyone. And then the devil goes straight to Veronica's to establish a foothold where he'll never leave town. <laughs> yeah. Because Veronica is the devil. Isn't she? Isn't she at the end of the Boy, game? Boy, that would have been a cool reveal. <laughs> That would have been, actually, a very cool reveal. All right, which plot line would you want to go through next? Veronica, not the hero, leave the trash bag on, interview with the devil, Kevin loves bad choices. Let's do Kevin loves bad choices. <sighs> he does. So He does. At the opening night of the casino, Lou introduces himself to Kevin. He caught a New York performance years ago that Kevin did and thinks Kevin's career should be taking off. Sure. So Kevin, he is a great singer. Kevin had some New York years in the time jump? So here's my thinking. The time jump was, was like, what, seven years? Yes. Kevin went to college in New York. That's my thinking. He went to college in New York. And then, like, a year or two after college, tried to make it work. Didn't make it work. Moved back to Riverdale. And when we meet him in the time jump, has been working at Riverdale High for like a year and a half. Right. But he was, uh, at the end of last season, he was also planning to go back to New York and give another shot. And I just assume that's not happening in this reality. Yeah. Unless it already happened. And he was like, I gave it two months. <laughs> no. Not doing it. I spent a long weekend there and it didn't happen for me. <laughs> so we're back in town. I mean. No one would buy look, my soul. I- <laughs> <laughs> he kept trying to like, get get people to introduce him to the devil, but nobody would. Right. So uh, Kevin Kevin's life is sad. <laughs> Lou Louie tells uh, Kevin that he could make fame happen for him, and he even offers a taste for free. Which is when we cut to Kevin Ooh, performing gross. Tom Jones's "It's Not Unusual." <laughs> That's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> You know the, do you know the John Mulaney bit with that song? I don't think so. He tells the story I about, love John Mulaney, though. Uh, as a kid, he went to a place, a diner, where they had a jukebox where it was like a dollar for three, for three songs, and so they just put on Tom Jones's It's Not Unusual over and over and over again. I love that song. Oh, no, no, sorry, that's not, that's, that's incorrect. I, I messed up. 
They're putting in a ton of plays of what's new Pussycat over and over and over again. And then then the secret (laughs) sauce is that seven in, they put in one play of Tom Jones's It's Not Unusual. So everyone thinks that it's over and they're like, oh, thank God, it's just it's different songs again. And then as soon as it ends, it's what's new Pussycat again and people start losing their mind. It's actually a great prank. <laughs> it's good. I, right? I'll, I'll consider that. It's like my a, next party. Let's do not it. Not really hurting anybody. Someone eventually will pull the plug on the machine. Unless like someone's family was murdered to a soundtrack of what's new pussycat, in which case it could actually be causing some serious, deeply felt trauma. Uh, uh, he didn't think about that though, so that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> uh, after so Kevin after the sucks. performance, uh, we see looks like Fangs with long hair. He's got Kevin's schedule. You know, the big careers moving fast. Kevin's asking Fangs, what, what's going on? He's like, I'm not Fangs. I'm Cucumber Melon. <laughs> I feel like that's such a weird nickname. <laughs> I'm... Why? What is? It? Why did he have a new name? <laughs> Was, does Kevin does Kevin hate the name Fangs? Did Fangs die last week? Yeah, I don't. I did he? Did he die? <laughs> and is this like is this like the, the resurrected? That, uh, uh, the devil just made another Fangs for Kevin. Well, Kevin's not like Fangs. You're alive. It's more like Fangs. You don't usually talk yeah, to me anymore. Fangs, we're not like, in a close place anymore. <laughs> because of my choices so many bad choices kevin made uh but yeah so he wants to have sex with kevin and give him his schedule yeah and that's heaven that's all that's kevin Kevin Kevin. wants yeah (laughs) it's almost like he had that it's fine i don't know yeah, and after that, Kevin just kind of scampers over to the devil, and he's like, hand me that contract, buddy, let's sign it. <laughs> doesn't even, he's, yeah. like, he's like, please, stop talking to me and let me sell you my soul. And then does so, and we never see him again. I think that we should all assume that Kevin is evil now. Right? Like, I don't know it any do, other it way seems to like that. How the deal works is that the contract will sometimes include a amount of time where you just get to live on Earth. And then once that's done, yeah. he just comes for you and you burn up on the spot. So it's not like the thing where removing your soul makes you evil. Uh, it seems like the soul and the body cannot actually be separated, so he just takes the whole thing. Yikes. Yeah, so I guess selling your soul to the devil is just like you go to hell? Yeah, it's just a, right? a, a, an all bad. There's there. It doesn't seem very good. Yeah, I don't really understand why you would want that. I Like, it just seems, like, really short-sighted. I would have really enjoyed if this were an episode where uh, the devil failed a lot because the characters in Riverdale <laughs> have been through too much weird shit to be bamboozled by the devil. If, like, You're like no. after all of this, he's like, well, Kevin, what do you want? Take the deal? And Kevin's like, oh, no, I've done that too many times in the past, but I'm going to enjoy this free, great night that you're giving me for nothing i'm gonna have a blast with that the free sample amazing yeah, love a free sample the... yeah. but, uh, fool me once shame on you <laughs> imagine if kevin was self-aware how crazy mm, that would be yeah a kevin who's like oh wait i've done this like eight times i should change i should change i should check myself before i wreck myself no you gotta 
You gotta. And that's, uh, that's kind of it. I will say, Lou crosses them off his list, which we see includes uh, B. Cooper, R. Mantle, T. Tate, and J. Jones. I think it's funny mm. that he respects Jughead's nickname enough to use that instead of Forsyth. Like, listen, if yeah. I'm gonna be Lou, you can be Jughead. <laughs> if I'm gonna have a silly name, you should also <laughs> we should have all a have silly, silly name. names. I hear, what I if everyone what had silly names? Yeah, the names Silly Name Town. This is Rivervale. Where everyone <laughs> has a silly name. Right, hell of a town. I love it. Right, that's a that's a great slogan for them. Yeah. In this episode, very very clever. Where do you want to go next? What next? Let's do. Okay, let's do Veronica because then I I have more thoughts. Actually, no, let's do Jughead and then let's do Veronica, and then let's do Betty. Okay, Betty's last. Betty's last. Okay, Jughead's interview with the devil. Tabitha comes home at one point this is and insane. tells. insane. Tells Jughead about Lou. Sorry, I didn't have to say it. She, like, hands him a card. He's like, oh, that looks legit. This is the devil. Can I call him and uh, ask him to do an interview? <laughs> Jughead. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no one questions that. No one's like, mm, maybe no. Right. How could this be a good idea? <laughs> she, yeah, it, it's funny that Tabitha doesn't advise him not to do such a thing. I think she's realized that this is a lost cause, and she's just biding her time. She's, she's already given up on the whole relationship. Yeah, she's like, next episode, he'll probably part be of her. So part I of her is like, okay. if he sells his soul, that solves 90% of my problems. <laughs> right. Then I don't have to deal with that whole breakup scenario. And my, in my credit head, will but... improve dramatically. Imagine, imagine if that's the thing. And when you sell your soul to the devil, your girlfriend's credit will just improve. You're no longer dragging her down. Mm. So here's the deal that the devil oh, offers Jughead: no souls involved. Uh, uh, this this interview would be wide ranging and cover everything about hell. And if Jughead publishes the interview, he will never be able to write again. But if he keeps the 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 interview a secret, doesn't publish it, uh, he'll he'll never lose his quote creative juices, unquote, again. It sounds yeah. Gross when I didn't really juices. understand it. It does. I I didn't understand the deal. Like I under like why would you take well, that? It, deal? it sounds like a lose lose because the devil says like with the second part yeah. you may never publish anything again, but you'll always be creative. And that sounds kind of bad also. Because either way, you're not publishing anything. And then, and then when it comes except to... Except for the article. When it comes to the first one, which we see play out, uh, it's not like you can't think of anything to write. You just can't physically type. Can you dictate? Can you just have right. someone else sit right. next Can... to you and type everything? Loopholes. Very weak. So, but he'll never publish anything again, regardless. That's that's so, kind of what they imply. Yeah. So what's the? Does it make sense? It, it. I think I. I think what they were trying to do was say, if you publish this article, you'll have that one thing of success. Oh, it'll be huge, right? Everyone and will then believe it, it's real. Yeah. And it'll be become this massive. Thing. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the Associated Press will be like, holy shit, he met the devil, that's for real. 
<laughs> right, no question. Which, not a made Everyone up name, they thrilled. use the real AP in this. Yeah. <laughs> we want to pick up your article. Like, what? Okay. Yeah, so, it, it mm, it's very weird. It doesn't really make any sense. So it's like, would you rather publish one great thing or nothing at all? Like, I guess one I, great in, thing? In theory... Uh, what he, I think what he's saying about the second part is that uh, Jughead's luck with publishing will be his own. And so he'll, he'll, right, always, he'll just... always feel compelled to write something, uh, but it's up to him if it's going to be successful or not. Right. Versus that seems like the, the guaranteed success of this one article. <laughs> Huge success, the biggest ever, but he'll never be able to write again. Yeah, you don't... He seemingly published that article for free. He did not get any money for it. He will never make any money off of it, therefore. If he cannot... I don't know, is he going to sell the film right? Does that sound I know it's correct? Not about money, I'm not, but... I don't know. I feel like he could still make money <laughs> off of it. And then he'd get interviewed about the interview. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, okay. I, I, mm, be yeah. like Ronan Farrow or something, right? Except... He, he talked yeah, but Ronan Farrow has a job. <laughs> yeah, and, and the idea was... someone would probably hire Jughead for a job and then be like, uh, you're writing gibberish. Why is everything coming back in wingdings? <laughs> you know, we actually don't work in webdings here. Wingdings, webdings, whatever it is. We, we don't work in that at, at Reuters. Um, <laughs> we, we need to type in uh, Times New Roman, ideally. If we might make an exception for Curry or New. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's kind of it for us. Yeah, I've never really... It's it, There's not a lot of people who've gotten like famous off of uh, an interview. But I guess in theory, like don't they give out like those journalism prizes and stuff? Like He could potentially win that. Like a Pulitzer? Yeah. 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 It's also like it's seemingly like a Q&A. So it's like, I met the devil. Here's what he had to and say. Was, Here's all my questions. I mean, I understand why they didn't show us any of the interview. And uh, Jughead only gets to make his choice after the whole interview. It's 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 better yeah. to not have your show explain how the cosmos works or whatever. Right. I think that's good. But it's also because oh, wow. we have we don't know anything when Jughead is like, Oh my god, I have to publish this it's a, it's we're definitely not wherever he is in that thought process. We're just like, Okay. I guess it was I great. Guess it's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good job, Jughead. Do you, do you wow. ask him where your friend Archie is? No, no one talks about Archie anymore. No one talks about Am Archie I the, anymore. It's Nobody like Poochie with me. I'm every time he's not What? Uh, I'm always like, where's Archie? Is oh. that the bit? Where's Poochie? I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what is this? That's bit? like a Simpsons where joke. It it's from? like anytime he's not on the screen, oh. people should be asking where he is, but I can't. I think it's Poochie as the character. Here's the thing. I've never seen The Simpsons. I think I've seen like four episodes in my lifetime. I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. It was it was an adult show at the time that I was that I was interested in it and I wasn't allowed to watch it. And then somehow I got to watch Family Guy for many years and <laughs> We were talking about never... South Park earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was like there was a time I remember when I was not really allowed to watch it. 
and I was young, and then I guess I just lost interest. I don't know. Yeah, huh. I'm sorry. Huh. Wait, did we finish the Jughead plot? No, we haven't. Uh, okay, so Jughead, Jughead makes the thing. deal that he gets to publish the interview, and then makes a whole meal out of pressing the button to actually upload it onto the his uh, his school newspaper. <laughs> so, so the idea now, is that the someone from the AP, the Associated Press, <laughs> was reading the Riverdale Voice, the the school newspaper he publishes, and then found this interview with the yep. devil and said. This seems real. We gotta get on this guy <laughs> and called him. The devil the devil must be like a, a figure in this world. That's the only explanation that I have. Yeah. That like well, people know who he is. That kinda goes with our take from the first episode is that the main difference about this reality is that people are just more open to anything supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, I think. Right. That that it's it's just the superna the supernatural is a thing here in Riverdale it's not yeah and that's kind of it so people yeah. see interview with the devil and they're like this seems legit to me so lucky that he got that scoop good for him so like this is narrator Jughead shows up in the background of the scene with Jughead it's one of the only times they're both together but also separate people the Jughead paradox yeah you will. and then uh, good old Sam Pansky calls uh, he's been turned into a phone too now and uh oh so crazy he's, he's like Wait, well, I'm a phone. Yeah, let me be your agent again <laughs> please for the love of god tell me you're writing something next you know i need the next thing sam's pretty it's obsessive the only way i can break boss. the curse and get out of the phone sam's like can i be your agent and before you answer that can i bother you about the next thing you're writing now yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sam is, uh, he went from being the Rat King to being a phone to maybe being Jug Hesse. We gotta talk about all these people Very who are excited. just trapped in the phone lines. Is that the devil's work? What's going on with that? It's so wild. Maybe it's the it's same so as the hell that has, uh, uh, Betty, Hal, and, and, uh, Polly. Yeah, two people who deserve to be there, by the way. <laughs> like, I kind of stand by it. Okay, wow, I kind of stand Polly? by it that these people maybe. I, okay. She's not, like, like, actively bad. She's just not, uh, no one cares about didn't her. Didn't she, uh, well, okay, so I guess, I guess I still am pissed at Polly for, like, conning Betty during the cult phase. Oh, right. And for some reason, I have not let that go. Yeah, I kind of forgot that, that happened. I, <laughs> they really let everyone yeah, off the hook so, about the cult stuff. They're like, I mean, it was Chad Michael Murray. What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, he was very charming and charismatic. Yeah. He gave me really good advice. <laughs> and then I he still, took my kidney. I still watched that video. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Can't believe we didn't see the organ farm coming. <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I still watched the cameo that you and Beth got, though, <laughs> like on the regular, of Chad Michael Murray. It was the best. It was the best gift I've ever received in my life. <laughs> It's a, it's a gift from Chad Michael Murray, also. Yeah, it, I mean, you know, it's, didn't the, have to it's go the that peak hard, of the entire cameo art form. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I would love to reenact it. <laughs> Jughead... Maybe that's a good project. Jughead literally cannot type. It just all comes out as gibberish. So when he calls, oh. he calls Lou to come back, begging him to undo their deal. Obviously, that's going to cost your soul, Jughead. Check one off the list for Lou... 
Ah, <laughs> uh, man. That's the Jughead plot. Veronica? He types up uh, Jughead Jones's damn for all eternity, and he's like, sweet, I can write again. Sweet. Yes. Amazing. All right, so you want to hit up uh, Veronica Jughead. next? I do want to hit up Veronica There's next. a lot of choices in this one. I really do. So, yeah. <clears throat> narrator Jughead wants to tell us a story called The Devil's Holiday, where he visits a small town to offer people deals for their souls. And the name of the town? Uh, it's Rivervale. So, uh, in the middle of the night, Veronica finds Reggie is awake, and she's like, I'm assuming you're worried about the casino, because we're all very excited about the casino. It's going to be the biggest, biggest thing in Rivervale since maple syrup. He tells her he loves her. This is going to be fine. Yeah, everyone's excited. Everyone's nervous, but excited about the casino. Nothing else is going on at all. Mm. By the way, I did not expect the twist in this at all. And I'm like, why not? I don't know why. I just assumed Reggie was ride or die. Yeah. I don't know. Turns out maybe not it so was uh, maybe it was after the car situation. <laughs> yeah. No yeah, he's like actually, <laughs> you can have her. Yeah, I'm good with this. Reggie shows <laughs> Veronica uh, that Alice is calling a casino, which I believe is called Babylonian. Yeah. Anything? Yeah. Did you get Did you get the name? It was either Babylonia or Babylonian. Babylonia. Actually, I, th I think it's Babylonia, with an A. Okay. But I really hope they change it. I mean, so. I was shocked it wasn't something more French for us to make fun of. I this is pretty hilarious, so we can still make fun of it. Yeah. Baba uh, Babylonia. Alice is on TV <laughs> like some kind of preacher, saying that the casino is an evil den of sin. And it is. I mean, it, exactly is the, it, it is. It is exactly that. And Reggie yeah. wonders is this gonna, if this is going to be a problem. Frank is like, no, come on. I'm always able to suck my way out of my problems. So is Alice just like, her personality changes like every episode. I mean, this is the same Alice who sold, who, who allowed Archie <laughs> to be uh, sacrificed to a pagan god to let Frank grow a penis back. So. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Sure. It's like every episode there's a new version of Alice, and I'm like, okay, I guess this week there have she's been many like Alices. Uber. She's a Uber very Christian Alice. She's a very inconsistent character. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she still looks great though. Mm -hmm. So good for her, no matter what she is. So uh, Veronica goes to Alice to tell her that the casino is legit, and then we cut to Re cut to Reggie teaching the staff the opposite of all of those things. As it turns out, it's not legit. So Veronica's lying, right? Yeah, Veronica's being I, like a shady little bitch. Right. Veronica's okay. the worst. Cool. Uh, she's bad. She's bad for the town. I don't. I don't, don't know stand. who to root for in this situation. <laughs> you know. I really. It's I, like Veronica. Yeah, they present uh, Veronica as the plucky hero going against this. Ugh, the man. You know, trying to get in our fun little legal operation. <laughs> right. For people right. who. I gotta assume none of those people going to the opening night live in this town. No, They're, definitely it's those not. Those rogue businessmen no, who are always wandering around in the woods. <laughs> yeah, rogue businessmen whose activities include beating up people who are homeless. Oh yeah, Reggie has a whole homeless encampment out back for them to beat up people in. Yeah, like that's so fucked up, guys. Like, come on. It's like, ugh. 
Veronica. This is, you do not symbolize good things here. She really does not. I, yeah, boy. She is a, um, how do I put this? A cancer Capitalist. on the town of Rivervale. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Yes. She, she, the yeah. moment she and her mother arrived in town was the moment everything started getting just worse and worse <laughs> for everybody here. Oh, just a net negative. I loved Veronica. She is a net negative, absolutely. But I, I loved her initially. I was like, oh, she's so great. Very exciting. We were big Veronica fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. The luster came off over time. Yeah, I think it was when she started opening up all of her businesses. I was like, huh. It, well, it was hmm. the moment Seems they like made it so hard. that uh, she started liking her father more. You know, once she yes, stopped rebelling against like him and started having this, like, the weird flirty tete-a-tete with him, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. that was when Veronica oh. started getting extremely frustrating. Yeah. Also, ew. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. 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 So it's opening night at the casino. Okay, so Lou's there. Yeah. And Alice tells Veronica that she's not there to drink or gamble. She's there to sniff out evil. And then she pulls out her evil detector. She doesn't really. There's Wait, nothing there. She, she doesn't. It's just like, what do you like, mean she sniff do out evil? It's a casino that you told her she couldn't make at a town meeting, and she did it anyway. Isn't that enough? Yeah. Yeah. How did they I do this? I assume having without... the casino at all was already breaking the rules. Right. They could shut this down. Like, they don't have to have this casino, actually. <laughs> they built a whole-ass casino after they said... <laughs> You're not allowed to build a whole ass casino. Yeah, and it's a big set. You know, they put a lot into it. I assume this casino set is going nowhere. And I would love it to <laughs> go somewhere. Go away. It might be like another set that's redressed that we just Maybe, can't maybe. See. But if, if we're, after this is over, right. heading into 17 episodes with casino subplots, I'm kind of... <laughs> You don't. You don't want seventeen casino subplots, John. <laughs> oh, Come on. Oh God, no. They're gonna. The ups and downs of this casino that I have no investment. The epic. Oh no! If it epic fails, highs and lows. Veronica will start another business. I think Veronica has one yeah, idea. Is, is Veronica now. out of money? Does she need this to succeed? Are there any stakes if it fails? God, I don't care. I think that she might be laundering money through this casino, but I don't know how because she I don't is, know anything I mean, about laundering money. I mean, they're paying money. people off with casino money. Whatever. I guess that's... Is that laundering money? I don't know how it works. Veronica's, Veronica's over here being like, oh my god, this guy Lou is winning at Blackjack, and that's not fair to me, the casino owner. <laughs> I was surprised Veronica didn't take a mallet and, like, break his hands. <laughs> like, that would have been no, wild. Yeah, to... If she had enforcers who would, like, try to beat him up and he, like, shows up and they're just messed up, like, he's covered in their blood. Yeah. But still looks That dapper. is a thing, by the way. Don't fuck with Vegas. Like, don't... Yeah, they'll break your Don't hand. count cards in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, we've all I seen... I can't count cards anyway. We've all seen the movie 21. Damn it, John. That was my only point of preference <laughs> for that. <laughs> don't call me out that way. Yeah, did you know that the real people were all, like, Asian-American? I did learn that, and that is incredibly yeah. frustrating. Yeah. And the Kevin yeah. Spacey of it As much as I love Jim. Yeah, that yeah, that movie lost a lot of points Ooh. for a lot of reasons, and yikes. 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 
So uh, Lou tells Veronica that he is an investor. He made his deal with Reggie. She shuts the table down and kicks him out, but he says he'll get his due back at the casino at midnight on Saturday. Uh, he says a deal for a soul, and then some fire goes off in the background, which is very fun. <laughs> I like that stuff. Everyone... Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I almost wish this devil There's were fire even... I, he's like, he's like kind of showy for devil. Kind of want him to be even more showy, where, like, every five seconds there's, like, thunder going off and his shadow has, like, giant wings and horns. Why did my first instinct... My first instinct was, what if he did jazz hands a lot? <laughs> like, <laughs> that was... I was like, yeah, showy, like, him doing jazz hands all the time. I'm the devil, Jughead. Ah! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jazz hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want the devil to appear on stage to do an entire number with backup dancers and then start buying souls. You know what I kind of wish? I kind of wish the devil was a woman in this scenario because that would have mm. been fun. I wish like the a... devil were a different person in every story, a different actor. Oh, that'd be cool. Expensive, but cool. Yeah, yeah, guest cast-wise, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lot. You could you could that... do you could go crazy uh, and get like I don't know. I guess not. You would have to not do stunt casting for any of them just to be able to afford it. But you can still find yeah. people who somehow, like, appeal or different attitudes to appeal to the different characters they're talking to. It would be cool, though, if you did stunt casting and you did get a person who played the devil in every... Yeah, a different, every, like, a different uh, pop know. culture devil for each person. Didn't Adam Sandler play the devil at one point? Uh, he played the or devil's he play son. I don't yeah, think get uh, Adam, Sandler. Adam Sandler is the kind of celebrity who gels with uh, Riverdale. <laughs> He's not a fan? Okay, fine. Imagine fine Adam Sandler doing his like old lady voice in an episode of Riverdale. I, I think Adam Sandler is so talented, but I cannot stand when he does a voice. Like, I love Adam Sandler, mm -hmm. except when he's doing stupid voices. He loves stupid voices. I'm like, voices. you're so talented, and like, you dumb yourself down for stupid voices he, like I he, yeah, you know he's comfortable with what he does he makes a lot of money doing it yes he is that guy yeah, just he, gets he his is. paycheck he does but he, he's a great actor like i stand by like i think adam sandler is like very talented anytime he does dramatic work you're so. like oh this guy has it in him yeah he's great but he also just isn't interested in working that part i think but I also love, like, I love his movies, like, 50 for Estates and, um, like, Just Go With It. Like, those, like, movies that nobody else thinks are that good. I think mm. those are good. Hey, uh, anyway, Happy he Gilmore is foundational for me. <laughs> what does that mean, Happy Doc? Gilmore was, like, <laughs> was, was, like, one of the earliest comedies I can remember seeing and seeing a lot. Hmm. Especially, at, like, like and, like, seen... some of the absurdist humor where at the end he's, like, waving up at his old, uh, his old teacher the alligator and abraham lincoln for some reason waving down at him from heaven <laughs> i have to like watch a lot of those older adam sandler movies because i don't recall well much like so many of them much like south park adam sandler is great for kids of a certain age yes that's true that is that is a fact and i think you but, know, wait hey that's okay to go for that audience riverdale did though borrow from uncut gems so maybe maybe Adam That's is That's true. Fan. They did do some un un you know? uncut gems it, with our all, our favorite character, Veronica. Veronica. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're talking about Veronica. Uh, we're talking <laughs> we about Veronica. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Veronica mentions Lou to Reggie, 
who confirms... Oh, yeah, that's the real devil. I know. He gave me his card. He gave them the investment money they need in exchange for a soul. And then Reggie asks Veronica to outwit the devil for him. Veronica, Veronica's plan is to sell Lou a, the soul of a worse person. It's not clear... A different person. What the devil looks for in a soul. You know, is he after yeah. corrupting the innocent? Or does he like bad people uh, punishing the guilty? I don't think he has a preference. No, he just... I think he just wants souls. He just souls. loves souls. The more yeah, the better. He, he wants to uh, uh, Scrooge McDuck swim through souls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Think of him like a Scrooge McDuck type. Now, Veronica calls Lou and invites him to see the soul of Nick St. Clair. Ooh, now, for me great. personally, uh, I believe this is the first time we've seen Nick St. Clair since I started watching The Good Wife. And uh, that actor yes. is the good son. Or he plays yes. just the nicest boy in the world. Uh, and Wait, really? Yeah, he's great. Uh, he's just like the best son yeah. ever. Uh, he has... <laughs> That's good. He has like romantic storylines with uh, that blonde girl from Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. And um, Isn't she like significantly older than him? No, she's not. Oh. If you, you oh, watch like okay. the early Good Wife episodes and be like, oh, that's a child. Huh. Oh, right, 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 because this was a long time ago. Yes, this right. was years ago. That makes more sense. Now you're getting it. Right, okay. Yeah. Yes. He also, he also, okay, uh, cool. the, his character also dates uh, young Beth from uh, This Is Us. Oh, I love young Beth. Mm -hmm. She's great. Yeah. So now I really I like, like this actor, and I'm a little bit like, ah, oh, Nick St. Clair yeah. is such a diva. <laughs> it's not using your skills at all. You know, he, he dated Ariana Grande, by the way. Really? Just fun fact. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't make it into the song, though. That's good, yeah, right? Thank you, Nick. Like, He's not. Isn't that positive? Or is she like, you didn't even yeah. teach me anything to take with me in my life? <laughs> well, I think they're still friends, so I could see that being the reason why. Maybe, like, maybe she had it. a verse and he was like, uh, please no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, I like, I like him too. He's good. Mm -hmm. Turns out Nick Sinclair is a senator. That makes sense. Senator. Nothing's made more sense. Not a not a congressman, yeah. which there are many of in every state. He is a senator, one of two for the state. Of what state? New York? The state of disbelief. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's also married. Yes. So someone married uh, him. Veronica asks him for a list of all the bad things he's done because he says it'll turn her on. He's like, oh, don't worry. I got a list. I don't pay taxes. I drink and drive. I hit people and get away with it. Also getting away with harassment in the office and affairs like this one we're about to have. Ayo. Yeah, he's uh, dumb. He, he's like, this. she's never hurt me before. Right, exactly. The time he is so her dumb. boyfriend came to your room and broke your legs. This could only go positively for me. I I don't remember anything. She asks him if he would sell his soul to the devil for her. Now he's a senator. He has to have already made a deal with the devil, right? Yeah, it's gone. That would have been That would have actually been a good hilarious twist. Hilarious. If the devil came in and they already knew each other, he's like, "Again, I'm a senator. How yeah. do you think that happens?" <laughs> 
Yeah, that would have actually been a much better twist. It, I, I guess my issue with this episode is that the devil came to town and they played it very straight. It was kind of like exactly what you assume would happen when the devil comes to town. Yeah. With no kind of, yeah. oh, that's surprising and funny because this is Riverdale. Vale, I'm so sorry, River Vale. It's River Vale. Embarrassing. Riverdale's a dumb word. Come well, on, stupid uh, way to pronounce a town. Nick Nick St. Clair agrees to sell his soul to the devil to be able to be with Veronica. And the devil's like, sweet, you only I only get your soul, you don't actually get anything. And they take him away. Not that I'm advocating for him to get with Veronica for the soul deal. It's just like, what are the rules here then? Right, right. He didn't get anything. It wasn't a deal. It was actually, no, it was Veronica's deal. I think that that was the reason. Right. Veronica made the, the trade. Uh, oh, yeah, because she still gets something out of it. Immediately following that, the devil tells her that uh, everything she accomplishes for nothing because he was never after her or Reggie's soul in the first place. Uh. And I, she can't just ask to like, okay, but can we transfer this then? To cover my soul? Right. Because then like, if, if this deal was for nothing, then I feel kind of screwed. And he's like, the devil, and then leaves. Yeah, he's like, uh, <laughs> no. Okay. So Veronica oh, man, Reggie. Uh, comes for Reggie, who says that uh, Lou didn't want Reggie's soul. He said it was kind of crap. And Veronica's like, uh, of course it is. <laughs> I'm dating you. Immediately, you're just <laughs> the meanest person. Yeah, bad relationship. Get out of there. He, uh, Reggie slipped a contract in with her weekly or invoices she signs and gave her Cypher's pen. So you have to use the pen and you have to sign on the dotted line. That's the only rules, yeah. A lot of rules. That's that's where we're there at. Is, the rest of this episode yeah. is filled with people where it's like, oh, surprise, that pen you're holding is actually the devil's pen. Right, and then he just handed her he just handed her any pen and yeah. she signed. Yeah. It's a nice pen. You uh. should be wary of any nice pen. I always am. <laughs> I'm always wary. If it's not a Bic pen, I'm like, mm, who are you trying <laughs> yeah, yeah. to impress? I need to have to shake happen. this to make it work at all. She kicks Reggie out, and then Lou walks in and offers her a deal. If he can get Alice to sign away her soul with his pen, Veronica can keep hers. Oh. Why is he so interested in Alice? She's not even on his list. Who is to say? Alice, who has spent this episode being on the moral high ground against the casino and all the sin that's involved... Uh, immediately changes her tune when Veronica offers her a payoff. Or, as she says it, uh, donated income to the town of Rivervale to be used at Alice's discretion. I think that's a good deal. I think that makes sense. But like, Alice is suddenly like, thank you. All I wanted was for you to buy me off. <laughs> yeah, because Alice is a confusing moral person. Very, she, <laughs> very her hard to moral compass of. is... Yeah, it's, it's uh, confusing. It, it kind of... There's no north for her, <laughs> morally, most of the time. Mm -hmm. So, apparently that's all Alice wanted. She goes to sign, loose hands over her shoulder, and then Veronica slaps the pen away and tells her that she's changed her mind. And Alice is like, well, okay, then I'm going to be a problem for you now. It, it makes her seem like a psychopath. <laughs> Veronica, I'd be Veronica, like, never mind, leave. She's just like, no, don't sign this. You don't deserve to rot in hell, burn in hell. She's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Thank <clears throat> you. So, Veronica tells Reggie to give Kevin the night off and that she'll be performing the 11 o'clock number as a swan song before her soul comes due at midnight. It is the most awkward thing I've ever I've seen. I've only learned what an 11 o'clock <laughs> number is because of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And in that one... The last song she sings before the season series finale, her 11 o'clock number, is this big uh, uh, medley ballad 
kind of going over her entire journey up to that point and her emotional state right then and there. Uh, Veronica performs a high-energy dance number with devil-themed backup <laughs> dancers. She's going to marry the night. It's such a weird choice. Thing. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, is this gonna like summon the devil or something? And I, I feel like I, I feel didn't... for Camilla Mendes, who is having to play yes. I'm about to sell my soul to the devil while also be like, but I cannot let any I have to dance my heart out at the same time. It's a very conf- it's This Lady Gaga song It's too important. It's too important for me not to sing. It's a really right hard now. needle to thread. <laughs> yeah, it is. That is some serious acting. <laughs> or Camilla. She she's a great singer and a great performer, but this was a very awkward. It was a weird thing to ask her to do for this story. Yeah. But then after midnight, she goes to see Reggie. How is this possible? Well, she went to meet Mr. Cipher and they brokered a better deal, where he gets a skim of souls with a casino. A person every week and then there's a knock on the door that veronica tells reggie is for him oh no i thought the devil didn't want his soul right but i think veronica just was like "Mm, take him please you don't want him take him we're throwing him in a personal week that people are gonna notice i don't know they didn't notice that archie was like murdered so he's just missing it's on the milk bottle right right it's a lot of people going missing. Now, that would have been a funny bit if over the course of the season, more and more missing persons posters came up for all of the cast members who have been killed off so far. Yeah. Archie, Tony, now Reggie. Maybe Kevin? Maybe next week. He might be gone now? Unclear. Unclear. Yeah. Very unclear. So, uh, Jughead narrator comes through telling us that this is how Veronica lives, always chasing that next best deal. And asks if anyone's soul is safe. And then the sign says, Rivervale, a hell of a town. Spooky. So spooky. So yeah, so Veronica's a monster. Yeah, bad, bad person. Yeah, yeah. And then we get to Betty's Uh. story. Betty! I like this one. So Betty gets a a call from Glenn. Tells her that they caught the trash bag killer. But he will only confess to Betty, so they're transferring him to Rivervale. I have one question. Do you need a confession from this I, guy? I also have another question. Did they just move him into the basement and then leave? <laughs> like, He's already they, down like, there when like, she shows up to work. She's like, oh, I guess they <laughs> dropped him off and chained him up. Right. Right. Do they think that's a good idea? Like, like she's nobody there question alone it? with the... <laughs> right most murdery serial killer i mean there's obviously an answer for that but like there is but no bitty question the, the devil is jumping was, through a lot of hoops to make all of this possible and feasible yeah also he has the trash bag on his head the whole, the time. whole time like when they first nobody was like we're I gonna was cut it off so hard this is clearly a character who they made, who they gave a secret identity to, and then realized it actually doesn't matter who he really is. In which case, I stand by the fact they should have just made him a guy with a name. Also, 
Also, he's the trash bag killer because he put people in trash bags, but he also has a trash he bag that he wears. He also wears trash bags. He believes he is trash, and we are trash, and everything is trash. Wow, deep. Yeah. So deep. <laughs> yikes. Yikes, 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 yikes. This guy is scary, by the way. I am afraid of him. I think he is a scary, scary serial killer. <laughs> I don't like it. So, Betty explains that we're keeping the trash bag on because it's more real than what's beneath and he he he's sure. like, do you want a confession? She's like, uh, no. I want to know if absolutely evil exists and are you it? What what answer do you think you're gonna get from this guy? <laughs> I don't know. What's, what, what's gonna happen here? Well, you know he murdered people and cut them up. So is he going to be sure. like, I but don't like, know. I think I had a good yeah, reason. He'd be like, actually, <laughs> I think men are generally good. <laughs> Yes. Like, okay, like, what does that mean? Like, Betty, 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 you're bad at your job. (laughs) I'm sorry. You are. You're bad at your job. You're taking everything so personally. Just find out if you murdered people. Match it with the DNA (coughs) evidence and call it a day. Right. Uh, He says, uh, yes, absolute evil does exist. And it's in you, Betty. Six seasons in. And we're still going, Betty is wrestling (laughs) with the potential that she might be bad. Betty, who sacrificed her boyfriend earlier right, in this, right. you, uh, yes. earlier in the uh, season. Also, you have a baby now, right? Are we not talking about that? We're not doing that this week. No, we're not doing the baby this week. No, no. She has plenty of time to be with the serial killer, and no thoughts these to the are, infant she's supposed to be taking care of. These are like weirder with less continuity than usual, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's this There's five no episode continuity. event has almost no continuity. I think that this, I think we should take each episode as its own thing. Yes, I just feel like they shouldn't have hyped this up as much as they are. Well, it kind of would have been fun if it was like, let's let's do an anthology series and just call it as such. But I think that would make less people truly want to tune in because there are people who are like, oh, I like am a casual Riverdale viewer, so why would I tune into the episodes that don't matter? So I think that they are leaning into the idea that it is Yeah, I guess I just wish they hadn't presented it as, like, the event that changes Riverdale forever. Because it's not. It's more of, like, a right. a fun experiment we wanted to do. Right, exactly. And I think that there is... I think it was a good idea to do this, but I do think it is a little, like, okay, but is the trash bag killer really, Glenn? Spoiler alert. You know? Uh, is no, he? the answer is no. Okay, he, I've got thoughts about Glenn, but but, but we'll also Glenn is trash. He is trash. Yes, he is, and has always been, and shall ever shall be, <laughs> and forever shall be trash. Betty, Betty goes a scrubbing in the shower, and mm. calls Glenn to say, yeah. hey, "Can you get this trash bag killer out of here?" I just left him down the basement. Yeah, he's alone in the I basement right now. Glenn has no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> You haven't caught the trash bag killer. Who told you that? Also, you left him down there? Yeah. What What the fuck? Uh, Betty, it is not FBI procedure to do that. <laughs> How could it be? And she's the only FBI agent in town. <clears throat> That's right. She. They, I feel like no one at the FBI likes her, and they're like, I don't know, just let her, like, <laughs> rot in the Riverdale office. Yeah, nobody nobody likes Betty in this, in this uh, at, at, her, at her job, no. 
No. The trash bag killer tells Betty that he's actually the devil. And she's like, yeah, like, I'd believe sure. that. Is Hal in hell? <laughs> yes. Can I speak with him? Yeah, let me let me get his voice on speed dial. Hal's also a phone. <laughs> and their presentation of hell is pretty standard, too. It's fire and pain constantly. And people are just begging her for help. Right. It's like it's like that moment it's a, it's a in The Good Place where they say, Janet, can you tell us what it sounds like in The Bad Place? And it just screams for help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hal's like, it's burning my skin, et cetera, et cetera. Yikes. But I don't feel bad for Hal. Do you feel bad for Hal? I no, don't. Um, he was a bad he, person. He, he killed a lot of people, failed to kill he even did. more. <laughs> yeah, but like Midge's, you know, Midge's family is probably pretty happy about this, you know? Like, right? He killed Midge. I don't know. Does she have a family? <laughs> Midge actually didn't have a family. You know, so we haven't, we haven't quite developed the town like that. Where yeah, Betty yeah. Betty's like I understand you're getting tortured, but you've got to answer this question. Where would you take me after little league games? And this guy who's probably getting what attacked did, by butthole say? spiders goes Chazzy Cheddar's on Road 18, <laughs> and she's like nobody else could have oh known that. God. Not the devil. Everyone knows he you would disappoint me with trips everything. to Chuck E. Cheese. You always said we'd go to Chuck E. Cheese, but we went to knockoff yeah, brand for Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> well, all of the you ruined uh, my childhood for that reason. All of the balls in the ball pit are a faded blue and white. Oh man, I can't believe we ever let ball pits be a thing. In the uh, there's in the latest episode ugh. of Hawkeye, he dives into a ball pit, and I'm like, Clint, that's unsanitary. I it's so funny. Like right before the pandemic. Me and Mahal went to an event for Detective Pikachu, <laughs> and there was a ball pit, and we just delightfully jumped in it and have pictures of us, like, like swimming in it, and, like, we looked back at that, like, shortly after COVID, and we're like, oh my god, it's, <laughs> like, disgusting, like, ugh, ugh. So what does the devil want? Betty's loyalty. There is a war coming. Yeah, it is foretold. And then he, I think this is a quote from the Bible. He says, I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast full of blasphemy. And that woman was Babylon, the great mother of all destruction and abomination. He says, Betty is that woman. She replies, the whore of Babylon. I don't, yeah, I've never read yeah. Revelations. But. Me either. Sounds fun though. Are they implying that <laughs> River Vale is going to end with. Revelations, the apocalypse. Maybe. I mean, it doesn't feel like we're building to I, that. I don't know. I mean, who knows though if this is one episode, and and this is what it's saying in this episode, or if it's a, if it's actually going to be, you know, the next episode or the next episode after that. We don't know. Well, either so. way, it just feels like if that is what we're doing, I would have rather had that be the whole arc the event yeah agreed because like revelations feels like too much to do in one episode especially i mean knowing this show yeah maybe they just end the world in episode five maybe maybe it's the end of evangelion in episode five everyone turns into goo and then just we come back and it's Ugh. riverdale and it's just it wasn't that funny we did that moving on anyway you guys are not goo now so we're gonna keep going hey. yeah gross goo well 
Uh, Betty says she doesn't believe and doesn't care about Hal. And the devil says, well, what if Polly were in hell, too? She's like, oh, yeah, my sister. Oh, I do care about her, I think, kind sometimes. Yeah, oh, man, yeah, yeah. So, uh... She was important to me at one <laughs> I, point. I mean, I spent all of last season looking for her. No, I do, I do feel bad for my, like, distrust of Polly now that she was, like, murdered and stuff, but I don't know. I, I don't think she was a good person. I don't know why I think that. I didn't like. I don't think much. it was in the text that she was a good person. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was like canon that she was a good person. I felt like she did a lot of bad, bad. I things. I think that was kind of the point of the show you know? is that everyone did some bad, bad things. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, uh, we hear Polly's voice begging for help. Betty begs him to stop torturing her, and then she grabs a pair of scissors and stabs the trash bag killer to death. But then she rips off that trash bag on his face, and it's Glenn. So maybe you should have not stabbed him before you checked. Just saying. You know? You could have taken off the trash bag the whole time. It's so funny, too, because she she's, like, taking off the trash bag and be like, and then of course this is going to be my face. <laughs> oh, no. Betty thinks she's got it all figured that. out. I mean, I would have assumed that, too, probably, because it's, like, poetic. Oh, the face of evil is my face. Yeah. But nope. it's actually... It's Glenn-ish person. So, the Lou comes uh, through and implies that he called Glenn with her voice and brought him to town. So, the right. first couple times she's talking to the trash bag killer, it's Lou Cipher. Then this last time, it's yes. Glenn. Why would Glenn be saying any of those things? Well, I don't think Glenn was saying any of those things. I think it he was, was like what possessed. The- yeah, I think he was possessed or, like, the devil manipulated Betty to make it think that he was saying those things. And I think Glenn was just the body. Also, remember, he's wearing a mask. Right. So, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> sweat. Cover, dripping in sweat, this whole deal. Betty yeah. gets a call while she's in her rocking chair. Glenn's wife. Glenn has a wife, everyone. Thank you. This is the thing that I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What do Biggest you mean he has a wife? Was he married in Riverdale also? Right. I'm like, if he was married the whole time, like, my opinion of Glenn has changed weirdly a lot. I knew he always sucked, but I didn't think that he was, like, cheating, cheating on his wife with Betty. Yeah. And then being yeah. really shitty about it. Right, exactly. Like, I thought that he was kind of pissed that Betty was, like, stringing him on, string him along. I didn't realize that he was married, and she was probably like, I have to be nice to you because you're technically my boss, and I am being sexually harassed by my married boss. Oh. But, ugh, I don't know. It's, like, it kind of opens up a whole other can of worms. Don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now that Betty's not somewhat responsible, you know, if she did have an affair with a married man, but, like, I blame Glenn. Anyway, I'm happy he's gone. Well, Glenn's, Glenn's <laughs> under the floorboards at home. Maybe. Yeah. Why don't you hide the body uh. there? You, you've do, do, gotten rid of so many other bodies in so much better ways. Why would you put this one under the floorboards? You should be a pro at this, Betty. Put him in the swamp. <laughs> I, uh, I was watching a show, and I was, ta- I was with Ian, and I was explaining how the way they got rid of a body was bad. And Ian was like, I don't, and I was explaining what, what a better way 
to get rid of a body would be. And he's like, I don't need to know that you know this. And I was like, yeah, that's right, true. That's Because that's incriminating okay. towards you once, once Ian goes missing. Yeah, I was like, right, okay. Well, at least there was no podcast recording of it, so it's fine. Am I in danger? Convenient. I don't, we'll see, we'll see. I don't know. Well, that's the, that's the, uh, the end the, of the Betty plot, and therefore the end of the episode. Wow, wow. So what a what a three episodes into Rivervale. Here, here we are in here R- we are R- Rivervale. Who Rivervale? <laughs> who aged like fine wine this week? Um, you know, I'm gonna give it to Kevin because he mm. did have a good Tom Jones like number mm. that he did and he looked good but um not personality wise or not you know maturity wise but yeah. just physically he looked nice mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna give it to reggie i thought he looked really good this episode you know it, when he you're gonna did. go to hell I mean, you they, wanna look it's your the best CW. yeah he does look good but he also looks good always yeah so does kevin all of these people are they're on the cw they all look great that's kind of their thing <laughs> Yeah. Save for, you know, no, the trash bag killer underneath looks good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure. There's no... Classic yeah. Glenn. Yeah. Glenn, Glenn's, yeah. that actor just Classic getting killed Glenn. in all the CW shows. Oh, wait, what else was he killed in? He was in The Hundred. There was a, I think, I may have oh. mentioned this before, there was a character who, in a season where people were swapping bodies, his, like, first body died. They put his consciousness into Glenn's body. And he was so depressed mm. <laughs> that he did, like, he murdered a oh. bad guy and got himself killed at the same time. It was very emotional. Did he not like He didn't like it. Did he, he didn't not want, like no, because body? The idea is if your consciousness is put into one of these bodies, you are killing whoever used to live in that body. Oh, okay. It wasn't just like, I don't know, it's a bad body. <laughs> I don't like this body. <laughs> he feels like he, sh- he should be killed off. And he was uh, briefly in Batwoman as the love interest Sophie's husband. And the show was like, she needs to be dating Ruby Rose. So let's uh, get this guy out of here. And they very quickly broke up. Yeah. I do feel that. I have not watched that show yet, really. I watched like two episodes. Mm -hmm. But I do feel that that was probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. They needed to get him him out of there. Like, oh, yeah, this barrier to our relationship. Uh, It turns out... The only way to solve this is for him to just be gone. So, bye! Yeah. Bye. Bye, Glenn. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Uh, who's your citizen of the week? Amazing. Oof. Uh, everyone really fucked up this week. I'm gonna give um, it to Tabitha. You know... Yeah, no, you're right. She didn't fuck up. She was great. Yeah. Tabitha's great. Tabitha, like, I want her to be my friend. Yeah. Like, I think she's wonderful. And... Like, I I deserve a Tabitha. <laughs> You know what I I deserve that. John. You know what I'm thinking about because like clearly the angels chose Tabitha and Pops as like their front person in the battle for the soul of Riverdale or the world or whatever's coming. And I thought it was interesting right. that Cipher, Lu- Lucifer, Lucifer uh seemed to tell Betty that he was looking for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh if that were more the focus of all of the storylines, like he fails to get Betty, and so he goes to Veronica instead, and she becomes his point person, that would be kind of interesting. And then it would kind of put yeah. 
Tabitha and Veronica on this conflicting path, and they're characters that haven't really interacted much. I think that would be kind of interesting. I'm pretty sure, like, Veronica owns Pops, by the way. Wasn't that a thing? That was years ago, Veronica, like, and kind of... they haven't established what the new, what the relationship is right now, but it seems like she's not involved with Pops. I would have to assume yeah. Tabitha owns Pops now. Was she not in that meeting, though, with Sandra Cabot? Veronica? Did I make she that up? She set it up, I think. Yeah. Like, she's friends with Tabitha. Okay, but maybe that's why. I... Not that they've said anything out loud and I have any facts to run on. I just have to assume that Veronica is not involved with Pops anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. But I think that's why, because of the Xandra thing and her. But of course, Xandra, none of it is made explicit because this is Rivervale, baby. Right. Mm. <laughs> Does it mean anything? God no. God forbid we maybe. we explain stuff or, or, or have like a logical yeah, continuity. Meh. Ownership. Well, we of can the explain diner. stuff, right? Right. We we just have our theories, Vital. and sometimes I feel like that's just as good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like yeah. it's like uh it's like J.J. Abrams in the mystery box. No no solution could ever be more interesting than the bits we're gonna make up here on this podcast. Yeah, that's how I feel. We're fascinating people, but you know, it's they don't know that. Yeah, they don't uh, know whether we are or not. That's part of the mystery. I was just kind of underwhelmed by because the concept of the devil comes to Riverdale sounds really exciting, and in the end, it kind of yeah, it wasn't really that interesting. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do think it would have been maybe more fun if the devil was like a different type of devil. Yeah, like had more of a point of view or something i don't or know or if our characters were just like wasn't better equipped to handle this kind of deal like what's exciting yeah. about they... watching the devil take souls of a bunch of characters on the show i enjoyed it but yeah I'm like, it's not oh, are a... they going to hell in this alternate reality that doesn't count oh no <laughs> right unless it does Unless it does count, we don't know. We still, we I'm still, operating they that it doesn't, but it's like we don't know. It's like watching WandaVision without any kind of ideas of like what the hell this is, how this started. <laughs> oh, right, they're like just why? a sitcom, well, that's and like... they're just continuing to be a sitcom. Don't know why they're a sitcom. <laughs> Haven't explained anything about what's going to happen. And each episode is pretty divorced from the other. <laughs> yeah yeah it is kind of like the wandavision, WandaVision without the them revealing WandaVision. like the plan that's at play yeah and i'm yeah i'm, I'm already yeah. i'm past frustrated like i roberta what is this <laughs> well we're gonna find out in hopefully two episodes but potentially but potentially three yeah that's funny so we'll see in two weeks you might yeah. find out what the hell's been going on for the past five weeks. Yeah, or we'll have to wait till April. Or we might never know. So <laughs> it's either one of those. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, though. I, I Yes, am. we should all be looking to forward be, to a, a potential time. explanation of what the hell is going on here. <laughs> wait, so should we go into rumor mill? Because I do have a theory okay, about yeah, what's let's, going let's, on. Yeah, let's get in. Let's get in the mill. So... The last episode, so we're skipping ahead two episodes. Next episode is the Cheryl Heavy one with Sabrina. The episode after that, the fifth episode, is called, like, the Jughead Paradox. Uh, 
and it shows them all in comic book like classic archie comics. i saw i saw one image of that and i was kind of into it if the idea is for that episode we spent a whole episode in a version of town that looks more like the classic archie comics and honestly as soon as i that's what i'm hoping that even popped in my head i was like fuck that should have been the five episode event yeah that would have been cool yeah riverdale is like what if riverdale were even more dark and mysterious (laughs) what if we just double down on everything we already do what if it was like 20 percent more (laughs) dark and mysterious though because it's like things still happen that are dark and mysterious like this isn't it's really don't see not that different from the regular show most of these things no a version of this plot could have happened in the regular show with a guy who was maybe less clear on being the real devil and we would have been here yeah it uh, is he the real devil or is he just a scary man? Like, that could have right, like, that's basically the, thing. It's the like, same. Yeah. I d- well, and even like the first episode, which I will be like, oh, they couldn't have done that. They couldn't have killed Archie explicitly like they did. But also the Gargoyle King, quite similar to the pagan ritual. Like, pretty close to it. Hmm. Right? Like, the the... the you know, w- with the exception of killing Archie, they all gathered in the woods. Yeah, you, because of the you could have just uh, gargoyles. written it as more of like a he gets sealed away somewhere. You know, somewhere right. maybe in the in the mines, Cheryl like locks him away in this in this trap to fuel Ooh. the 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 magic that she believes in. The cast of Amontillado for Archie would be bad, mm. also, but unlock the fear. Yeah. Ugh, ugh, chilly. No. I don't like the in- idea of being entombed alive. I don't know if you enjoy that feeling, oh, but I don't like that. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Benham's old okay. boss, <laughs> Mr. Cool. Beast, once did 50 hours buried underground, and it looked... But he did it with, like, snacks... That's horrible. ...pee bottles, and, um, and like, a working iPad with movies on it. So it's just like, I just slide like down for 50 anyway. hours straight. And yeah, it turns out any position in long enough is a stress position. Yeah, I would be uncomfortable, definitely. But I would be bored and nervous, but I wouldn't be like, ooh, I don't know. 50 or 15? 5 zero? Five, 50 hours. Yeah, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. That's like more than two days. Yeah, that is. I'm, I'm happy uh, he makes so much money. He makes so, so. much money. He did a uh, he yeah. did a Squid Game parody that's like the most watched thing on YouTube. Yes, and I haven't watched and it yet. Should totally misses it? the point of Squid Game because everyone's like, "I love risking yeah. my life for money." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of had a feeling that maybe it didn't like, quite. This guy has always been under like theme uh, uh, a few laws away from being able to just kill people for money. Yeah, I am. Uh, the, the, like, yes, we'll he's see. giving money to people who need it, but he's also just like, play, play for my amusement. <laughs> All right, here, I have $10,000. Like, wh- yeah, I do kind of, I uh, that kind of stuff makes me nervous, but, you know, eh, I got some people enjoy it. I'm going to watch that Squid Game parody, though. Yeah, you I should am. Check I, it Anytime out. I see a Mr. Beast thing. Yeah, I send it to Brendan, but usually I'm yes, like, oh, I, I, whenever I see them. articles or whatever, I'm like, oh, Brendan, buddy. So, John, what are you watching this week? Have you heard of this little show called Hawkeye? 
Yeah, but I'm not watching it yet. Very niche. Even though every magazine that I read has to do with Hawkeye. Really? I'm reading Men's Health. Men's Health, Jeremy Renner is on the cover. Cosmo, Haley Steinfeld is on the cover. That's that's it. Yeah. It's just those Hard, two. Oh. But it's weird. <laughs> every, everything. They're everywhere on these two magazines. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> right, exactly. I just happen to both have those magazines. They did this. They did a very cool them. car chase in the latest episode. So okay. like, uh, I don't care uh, for this. Hawkeye <laughs> is deaf now because he's been next to too many explosions oh. across all these other movies. Or he's hard okay. of hearing, so he's got a hearing aid. Uh, but that's been broken okay. by this point. So he and Haley Steinfeld have to drive a car while shooting at uh, uh, armed jumpsuit-wearing uh, uh, mafia members uh, uh, while he can't hear anything she's saying. And the only arrows that they have fun. left are crazy trick arrows that do weird effects and are entirely unlabeled. So <laughs> he, that he doesn't fun. know what she's saying when she's like, what do these do? <laughs> and he's like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. He's They're trying, they're like talking to each other, but he can't hear anything they're saying. They're fighting all these guys and all the arrows are doing like, oh, this one makes putty appear on their windshield. This one... Uh, like sends out cables that that bring things in close to it. This one's just a big explosion. I'm having a blast. And then he pulls out an arrow that's got the logo of a uh, of Ant Man on it, and he like shoots at something and it grows to giant size. It's just very rad. Oh, it's no, all the things the I like. I had a blast with it. Made me very happy. So how like many episodes best, are out? It was like the best action any of these shows have done. There were three oh. episodes. Is that it? And they kind of accomplish... They're kind of working harder than they need to on some stuff. Where, like, the first episode is full of, like, a lot of contrivances and moments that have to happen to put everything in place so it can resemble the comic book it's based off of as much as possible. And there's some stuff where you're like, I don't know if you had to work that hard. You didn't have to, like, <laughs> introduce the dog for Haley Seinfeld to save for her to take home to feed pizza so that it can be named pizza dog like the dog in the comics she could just have a dog right named pizza right. dog yeah and just be like yeah this happened months ago this other thing right exactly yeah that makes sense but is it only three episodes or will it be like there's eight? gonna be six all of these marvel shows okay, are cool. like short episode orders and then when you finish the first episode you're like that was really slow you don't really have time to move this slow right yeah, yeah. What was that? So, WandaVision was ten. It was nine. I thought WandaVision was more than three. Nine. It's, that Weird. one's nine. The Weird other ones count, are all but six. Okay. But WandaVision was also half hours versus hour long episodes. Yeah, that makes sense. I loved WandaVision. I didn't watch the other ones yet. No, WandaVision. I think I will. I, just, I think was. I don't know. Weirdly, the most accessible of all of those. Yeah. I think Hawkeye Yeah, is, I think that... I mean, I like Marvel. Hawkeye's pretty accessible, too. I think you'd like that one a lot more than a Loki or a Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about and that. And I love that... I mean, I like all those characters, yeah. but... But I like that this franchise gotta, can go yeah. in those different directions. Where it's like, oh, yeah, some it's are fun. some might it's be some people's speed, others might be for different people, and the Johns of the world watch everything. <laughs> 
And then there's the Johns yeah, of the world. Right. Yes. <laughs> and there's. But it's good. You tell me which ones I should watch. There's potential. So it's helpful. That they're going to acknowledge some stuff from the Netflix shows. And that's got me really excited. Because, like. I don't know if it feels so separated. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it does. So, like, the idea that they could pop up in other other works is like, oh, I thought we were just going to pretend these didn't happen. <laughs> Right, exactly. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Eh, it's a lot of canon to bring together. Mm. What are you That's watching? Weird. Definitely nothing with Christmas right now for some reason. I am watching... Uh, I will watch... Well, it's not true. I did start Love... I watched Love Hard and I will continue my Christmas journey. But I'm watching... Did I talk about this last week? If so, I'll come up with something else. But Yellow Jackets? You did talk about that last week. Did I week? mention this last yeah, yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it! I knew I talked about it. I was like, Caitlin, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Stop psyching yourself out. Okay, then I have a second one. It's called The Sex Lives of College Girls, Mindy Kaling's new show uh -huh. on HBO Max. Tell me about Obsessed it. Obsessed with it. It is about these four girls who are in college and then their sex lives. <laughs> but, it, but it's like, it's not... <laughs> it does what it says on the tin. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, but it's not, like, particularly risque or anything like that. Not that, like, that would be bad, but it's not, like, about sex. It's more about just them, like, being in college um, and just kind of, like, their love lives and, and everything. But I really like it because there's a character who I saw on Broadway. So the actress I saw on Broadway, she was in Mean Girls the Musical. Uh, she played Regina George. And this is a spoiler for the first episode, but, like, that's fine. So she is in the closet. She's a lesbian. But she acts exactly like Regina George would in... She acts like the, the musical version of, like, Regina George, but, like, in college. And I'm sure you've heard the, the idea that Regina George is in the closet and that that's why she's, like, so angry because, oh. like, the whole, like... Yeah, you've never heard that? Mm. Like, I think it makes perfect sense. I feel like it really that's is why she's, in the text. She freaks out about the, um, the lesbian crushes and everything. Exactly. It's like what doesn't isn't it so revealed at the end of that movie that it? like one of them is gay? Isn't like Lacey Chambert in like a gay relationship at the end of that one or something? No, I think you made I, that up. I thought I thought when but... they ran across them, they're all like happy in the in as seniors. It's like one of them is gay now. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. That would be great if it did, but it didn't. Um. No, she's sitting with the cool Asians. That's like that's what right. She's with, with the uh, Gretchen. She's with the cool Asians. She's with the cool, <laughs> the cool Asians. But yeah, but but I just love it so much because I'm like, oh my god, this is so funny. Like she's so this girl is so mean and biting, but then of course like has to like because she's like a she's like a wealthy like Manhattan private school girl, and it, the school's like a small uh, like Ivy League school. Like I think it's supposed to be like a Dartmouth, um, in New England, but she's just hilarious she's my favorite and i'm like yeah like all i think of is like this is regina george's like sequel movie and she's great um but everybody's really good there's a whole plot line about this girl who is clearly supposed to be like a stand-in for mindy kaling herself she is uh, a comedian but like her parents want her she's indian her parents want her to be like a neurosurgeon or whatever but she wants to do comedy and she's pledging like a harvard crimson type uh is that what it's called? The the comedy magazine at Harvard? I forget what it's called. Isn't but, the one um, that became National like, Lampoon? Maybe. Yeah. I know I know it's something like that. 
Is it the National Lampoon? I think it. I think National Lampoon anyway. came out of it. I just don't know what the college one yeah. is. Yes, it's something like that. Like, but that kind of magazine, and she's like pledging it. But then it's like one of the guys there is kind of creepy. It's just a really good yes. show. I feel like From it's really well done. It's really fun. The men in those magazines are very bad. Yeah, that's kind of. They yeah, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it, but it's really uh, it's very relevant to certain comedians. Are you, of our are you time. saying that the sex lives of college girls isn't always a positive experience? It's not always a positive experience. Sometimes oh. it is. Uh, there's. There's Gavin Leatherwood is also in it from uh, Sabrina. Oh. He uh, played Nick. Oh, does he look like an adult now? Nick Scratch. Yes, he does. Good for him. He looks great. Good for him. Wait, I assumed. It's a really good show. He was the devil on Sabrina in disguise. No, he's. His name is Nick Scratch. And he's like no relation. Right. Yeah, I think that. Well, maybe because he's like kind of bad. I don't know. The devil is, uh, isn't that Blackwood or yeah, whatever? Uh, no, it's devil? like some other guy remember. entirely. Yeah. That makes sense. That would make sense. Yeah. Isn't it Mr. Scratch is the devil? That's like the colloquial term. Right. In like, uh, right? the devil and Danny Webster, he's old Scratch. Yeah. Which is probably the closest thing to what Lou Cipher is doing in this one, where it's like, oh yeah, I'll give you right. like these years of success and then I'm going to come calling. Uh, Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, that's what I'm watching, and I think you guys should too. Neat. Yeah, neat. Well, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets, R E I L L Y Tweets. You can find us on Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. What about you, John? You can find me on my blog. My blog is called The Catch from the Rye, and Rye is spelled W R Y. W R Y. Wow. Isn't that great? It's, it's very a, funny. It's a pun. It's a pun. Did you know that? Such a, it is a pun. I did know. I did. I did. I did learn that recently. Very that. recently. <laughs> Only recently I learned it. Yes. Amazing. All right. Okay, John. Well, uh, you I, enjoy I'm going to miss you vacation. next week. Yeah. 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 I'm, uh, I'm very excited about it, but I'm sad not to be with you and Steven. One of so these days. I'll listen to you guys in my ears. One of these days, I got to take a week off from the show. You really do. You really do got to take a week off. Hey, go on that vacation. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Live it up. Give me, give me a job that pays more. We'll figure more. it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll get you that. I'll get you a job that pays more. Thank you. And I'll send you on vacation. Great. And then I'll record a podcast. Love it. Love and then I'll probably still send it to you to edit. <laughs> <laughs> I expect so that as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it'll it'll be a win-win for you, clearly. So anyway, over and out, River Vixens. Ding.